Hey friends, and welcome to the Talk Podcast. We believe that all change starts with a conversation, a talk that sparks an idea, convicts or creates a movement. The Talk seeks to foster real, relatable, and relevant conversations that not only challenge, equip, and empower its listeners to be agent of change. As an extension of joy of it, we look to find points of intersection in a divided world. No topic is off limits, and all people and opinions are welcome. We believe we represent Jesus best together, acknowledging all voices and talking through those things that disrupt our unity. When we are united, we can do great things, and it all starts with a talk. Welcome to the table. Welcome, friends. My name is Ashley Bell. Good day. Good evening. We are so excited to be doing another episode of the Joy of It podcast. We wish you well. If you're joining us today, as I said, my name is Ashley and I am your host. And today with me, I have our friend, my friend, Joy Roberts. Hi, Joy. Ashley. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a long time since you've been with us. I know. It hasn't been a long time since I've been around you. No, that's true. I've I've seen you, but since you've been on the podcast. Yeah. 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 You're doing some good work here. Oh my gosh. Thank you. It's fun. You are fun. No, well, I didn't say I was fun. I, I, I mean, I am fun. You are. But it's been fun doing the podcast. Yes. And it's been fun to watch you do the podcast. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and you thank are fun. You. For the record, thank you. Ashley Bell is a whole lot of fun. Yeah. So if you ever want to have fun, just call me and we can have snacks. Well, you don't actually have my phone number and I'm not going to put it out here on the podcast. So never mind. That's a bad idea. Don't call me. I'll call you. There we go. That's, that's how a, that's going to work. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good and one. maybe one day if we're in the same room, we'll have fun together. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley, you were making a responsible decision there. There we go. Yeah. And you know, it just so happens, Joy, did you know that's what we're going to talk about today? <gasps> oh. Yeah. We are actually finally getting to our last social emotional learning competency, mm-hmm. responsible decision making. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that today, and that's going to be awesome because responsible decision-making is, as you can guess by the name, important. Yeah, real important. It's very important. But before we get to that, I want to make a responsible decision, and I want to have some fun. (laughs) I'm in. Yeah, (laughs) I knew knew you would be because Joy Roberts is fun. Yeah. She is, and she's funny. I just want to tell a funny story right now. That just happened as we were testing our mics. I asked Joy to a fake laugh and it turned into a really awesome real laugh that made me laugh so hard that I teared up and it was amazing. So <laughs> Joy Roberts is very fun. She's one of the funnest people I know, actually. Oh, Ashley. I know you make me laugh. Yeah, and I, I like to laugh. We do like to laugh. I, it's and good. Laughter is healthy. Yes. We should do it. You should do a podcast on that. Yes. Yes. People laughter is healthy. So if you are not laughing in your day to day life, do something that makes you laugh. Watch a funny video. Tell yourself a silly joke. Get more funny friends. Do whatever you have to do 
to add laughter to your life. So usually if you've listened to our podcast before, you know that we do some of these icebreaker starter question things. And so I want to do two with joy to have a little fun. I mean, it may or may not be fun. Let's be honest. I don't know. But it'll be fun for me. And that's what matters. Yes. If okay. I'm having fun, that's what we're going for. Um, so our first thing, we've done this before, is we're going to play Two Truths and a Lie with Joy Roberts. Now, she's done this before, and she can be very tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited yeah. to see what she's got for us today. I know. And I actually wonder if you're actually going to know which one, Ashley. So are you I ready? I can tell you I'm probably not. I, I think I'm trying, I'm trying to, fi- I always confuse myself during this. I'm trying to figure out the lie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Okay. okay. I'm going to get it. Okay. You ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Okay. I love chocolate. I love milk chocolate. I love dark chocolate. I love brownies. I love German chocolate cake. It's my favorite mm. cake. Do you? For my birthday. Yeah. Okay. So that's one. The second thing, I make the best chocolate chip cookies in the world. Maybe not in the world, but I'm a really good chocolate chip cookie maker. Like for real, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. chocolate chip cookies there. I have this special way to mix them. I actually warm the butter up and mm-hmm. it, they're delicious. And you mm-hmm. know this to be mm-hmm. true. I, I do know that that one is true. I can say Joy Roberts does make one of the best chocolate chip cookies I've ever had in my life. And you know, she hasn't made them in a very long time. And I had a birthday recently and she did not make chocolate chip I know, cookies. but we had what, crumpets or Something. I don't know. This conversation is bringing bringing up hard memories. (laughs) You're grieving the loss of your cookies. Okay. So, and then the third thing is I like to travel. I like the process of traveling. I like different cultures. I like different food. I like the diversity that I experience. I actually enjoy the process of traveling. So there you have it. That is, that is hard. I think that I think you did a very good job with this uh-huh. because I know that you do make really good chocolate chip cookies. So that one's off the table. That is true. That is a fact. However, I don't know. You do travel. I don't know that you actually love chocolate. Oh, Wow. I make chocolate chip cookies, amazing chocolate chip cookies, and I don't like chocolate. Like, that's really what you think. Yeah. I've seen you eat chocolate before, but I'm trying to, you see, folks, if you're listening to this, I'm trying to replay a memory that I had that was fairly recent with Joy. I think we were eating something. Maybe someone had brought some chocolate, and Joy was eating it, but she was like, I don't really love chocolate. Okay, you win. I lose. <laughs> there. Yep. Then there we go. See? You win. It I pays lose. <laughs> to be observant. And you are. You're really good. Yeah. I thought for sure I was going to squeak that one by you. Well, you did. You. I was confused. Mm-hmm. I was confused because the chocolate chip thing was a good thing to throw in there because that is true. You do I make know. really awesome chocolate chip See, cookies. See, we should do an episode on the art of lying. <laughs> It is important. (laughs) 
That not important bad. to do it, but important to be a lie detector. I know. Look at that. I yeah. was craftier than I thought. You were. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, that was good. Crafty. You don't you don't love chocolate. I, I had forgotten like about that. I will occasionally eat chocolate, but I don't love. I don't really like chocolate. Like if I, there were other dessert options, I would always choose them before chocolate. Chocolate's last on my list. Wow. I know. What other dessert is there outside of chocolate? There's so many amazing desserts. Pie and ice cream and chocolate key lime pie and strawberry shortcake. Strawberry short yes. Okay. I agree. All right. Yeah. She's she's on to something, folks. Custard. She's on to something. I don't do custard. Yeah. It's a texture thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're missing out. All right. I'm going to try it just for you. See, there we go. I hope you learned something about Joy today. I did. I was reminded of something about her. And so the next thing we're going to do is this. I played this game with um, one of our recent guests, Alexa Mason, on episode six of our podcast. And it was called Five for Five. I made it up. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I know the rules of the game. I don't really know. And you're the only one who will know if yeah. you don't know. So yeah. we can just add or take yeah. away or whatever. Okay. So the this little game is for you to name five of your favorite things in five seconds. Whoa. I know. It's like rapid fire. Okay. I know. I don't okay. even think okay. I could do okay. it. Are okay. you ready? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm- she's like, she's giving me a stare, right? She's ready. She's so focused. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. There's five, uh-huh. five uh-huh. things. Uh-huh. Five seconds. <laughs> five seconds. This is going to be amazing. Do I have five seconds for each or five seconds total? Oh, five seconds total. Here's the thing. You probably have longer than that because it's going to take me longer than five seconds just to say them. Okay. I know. Okay. Okay. So these aren't okay. hard at fast. Yeah. Rules. I, okay, and, I'll and go I'll, s- I don't have a timer. Okay. And I'll go as fast as I can. Okay. Okay. So we're going to start. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to want to explain all of them, but I won't be able to do that in five seconds. Clearly. No. No. Yeah. Well, maybe afterwards. Okay. 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 Here we go. Uh-huh. Fave food. Curry. Fave color. Red. Fave activity. Running. Favorite spice. Curry. Dang it, these are too <laughs> easy. Favorite book. Oh, that's not fair. Yep. I knew it. I knew that I'd get her with one fair. of them. Have you seen my books? Mm-hmm. Well, just one of your favorite books. How about that? How about a recent book that like rattled me? Oh, yeah, share. Octavia Butler. Comparable. Mm-hmm. You tell me about this. Yeah. Can you give us a snippet? <sighs> it was a futuristic book that projected like basically the end of the world. And I don't I don't mm. read a lot of fiction. I read a mm. lot of textbooks. I read a lot of emotional competency books, discipleship books. I'm getting my master's in theology, theology and history books. And so this was, I had some time away and just wanted a light read for the record. Not a light read, was it? No, I still, oh, no. It's, it has some devastating parts yeah. in it, um, just from a futuristic lens. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was, that was an interesting read that brought some context. Right now I'm reading Brene Brown, Dare Greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're looking at revamping leadership on the joy of it and frenzy team and have been 
really pressing into some of her work through podcasts and some of her different books and, and resources. But Dare to Lead has been great. It's provided a lot of insight and practical advice and thought. And really from an emotional intelligence perspective, it intersects with a lot of the work that we do around emotional competencies. And so yeah, that's my most recent favorite read. That's wonderful. So two books for you guys to add on your reading list. Mm-hmm. Renee Brown's Dare to Lead. Yep. And Octavia Butler's The Parable. The Parable. Or The which, Parable of the Sower. Yeah. Which I think is, um, what do you call that? A pair of books. Maybe three books. Oh. It's like part of, it's. A series. Yeah. It's part of a se- such a simple word. Yeah. It's part it's part of a series. Octavia Butler has uh she's a sci-fi writer, a black sci-fi writer. And so I think Parable of the Sower is a part of a series oh, of wow. books. Yeah. Yeah. That I have not read. But yeah, I I've feel read like one, I Googled this. One other of hers as well. And so they're heavy. Yeah. They carry some weight. Yeah. That's awesome. But, yeah. I'm going to have to read it and then we can talk more about it. Joyful. Okay. You know, I wasn't surprised when you said your fave food was curry, but I was surprised when you said your fave color was red. I know. I was confused. I actually, after I said it, I said, why didn't I say blue? I would have picked blue if I, I don't know why I said I red. I want you to say red. And now I want to see you wear more red. Well, you have blue on today. I do. All blue, actually. It's- and red. Yeah, you like red too. I love you got red. a punch of color. You have those red I love, shoes. I love red. You wear red yeah. lipstick sometimes. Yeah. Red is my favorite like color. You rock red. That's my favorite color. I do like blue too. I like blue. Yeah. And red. See, but you did that well. I think originally the game is like five in five minutes, maybe. Oh, yeah. Or five and sixty seconds. Look I keep changing the rules. Yeah. I don't know but what it is. But they're your rules. You but go every with time. It. It's going to be something different. Of course. Now, what I want to do is ask you those questions no. and do the whole thing. But as the host, I figured you wouldn't let me. I but mean, I you want can. to. You can. I want to. Sure. Ask me. Okay. What's your favorite food? Um, I mean a sandwich. Hey, that's. I'm not going to judge. That would be horrible <laughs> if I judged you for what? answering a sandwich. <laughs> That was that was terrible. I am not. This is why I'm not the host. No, okay, your, I love it. Your favorite color? Uh, red. Red. Red is yeah. Your favorite spice? Pepper. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at you! You're I spicy. love pepper. Mm-hmm. You're spicy. Uh, your favorite book? And I I forgot. Oh, one. my favorite book. Mm-hmm. I mean, how long do you got, folks? Let's just talk about one that I've read recently. This I, I'm going to pull one from your from your playbook. A book that I read recently that's been really formative for me is Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. Woot woot. That's been an awesome book by Peter Scazzaro. Um, I recommend if you are particularly a church leader, but if you're in leadership in any way, read this book. It has been truly helpful yeah. for me. Yeah. How did you say his last name? Scazzaro. I did say I say it wrong? I have no idea. I say it Scazzaro. I have no idea. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. I'm Maybe just, someone, you know, you can, you can write us and tell us how to, how yeah. to say his name properly. And I should know I'm facilitating yeah. an emotionally healthy spirituality class yeah. out at East Hill. And so. Yeah. No disrespect, Peter Scassaro. If you Scazzaro. ever, li- <laughs> if you ever listen to this, we love you and we do not mean 
to no. mispronounce your last no. name. We apologize. Please forgive we us. We do. Please, please. And do be a guest on the podcast at some point. That would be a lovely way to just amazing. show forgiveness to us. Yeah. But responsible decision making. Mm-hmm. Joy, can yeah. you help me explain, or maybe you can explain, what responsible decision making is? Again, responsible decision-making. When we're talking about emotional competency skills, EQ skills. And so, you know how we always say that IQ is fixed, though it Mm -hmm. can't change. But EQ, what are we talking about when we talk about EQ? It's emotional intelligence skills. And so there are five of them. And so we have self-awareness, self-management, responsible decision-making, social awareness, and relationship skills. And so... Responsible decision-making is just one of those five competencies that are central and critical to emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence, you can grow and learn over your lifetime. It's not fixed. You can always improve. uh, And it's vital and necessary. And so these skills are critical for relationships. Mm -hmm. So in order for you and I to be in relationship, we have to have EQ skills Mm -hmm. in order for us to have a healthy relationship, we could be in a destructive relationship and, you know, Mm -hmm. throw EQ out the window and, you know, we'd Mm self-destruct, but with EQ skills and responsible decision-making, it actually allows us to be in a healthy relationship and, and really live out God's design for relationship and healthy communities. Mm. And so what is responsible decision-making? It's really our ability to make constructive choices about personal and social behavior. And so it's really about us understanding that our individual choices and decisions have a ripple effect. They not only impact me individually, which they certainly do, but they also affect the community and the spaces where I live and exist because it's that whole idea with Desmond Tutu that talks about this idea of Ubuntu, this idea that I am because we are this collective responsibility and this collective identity. And so I actually think this conversation here in the United States is really important because we're such an individualistic Mm -hmm. society. But when you get to this competency and this emotional intelligence skills, it's, looking really at how our individual decisions have a collective impact. Mm. Yeah, that's good. When you were talking, I got the um, this image in my head. You know, I've been on a, a boat a few times, which is interesting because I don't swim. So I'm not quite sure why I've been on boats. Yeah. But sometimes when you're in a lake and you're on a boat or you're on a canoe and somebody goes by really fast, there is this ripple effect of mm. the water kind of moves you mm-hmm. sometimes. And sometimes you've probably seen the signs where they're like, you know, don't go fast or something. Watch out yeah. for wakes yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah. Yeah. because it tends to ripple at, out an effect and it could do mm-hmm. so negatively or positively, mm-hmm. which is why, as you were saying, Joy, like this, this topic of responsible decision-making, particularly now when we're living in a world that is just so, I feel like everybody's always on edge. Yep. There's mm-hmm. big things coming at us all the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't have the space enough or the time enough to kind of slow down and think about the way we want to respond 
before mm-hmm. responding. We yeah. can be quite reactionary now mm-hmm. and not realizing how those reactions have affected people who um, maybe are reading our social media posts yeah. or are watching yeah. us on television or um, affecting our families or, yeah. you know, what that means. Like these long consequences mm-hmm. that can come to bear because of some of the decisions that we're making in this time period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. What we do has both short and long-term impacts on those around us. And so I think responsible decision-making, you talked about this idea, how do we respond Mm -hmm. instead of react? Mm Because reaction is like you get hit on your knee or you stub your toe. Yeah. And you you drop a... You drop mm-hmm. a bad word sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's painful. Yeah. Yeah. I could cuss like a sailor. And I, I say that with integrity. My grandpa was, was a sailor. <laughs> I say that with integrity. Good. I, yeah. Uh, and it just comes, that is my yeah. reaction. But that response doesn't line up with my character mm. and what I value most. And so what you were talking about that I think is so vital when we talk about responsible decision-making is how do we slow down? How do we create Mm -hmm. pause and actually an emotionally healthy discipleship? Mm -hmm. There's that whole silence piece that it's where you quiet yourself, where you slow down and you take time to listen Mm -hmm. on what the Lord is saying. and, And you take these moments of pause to get you out of a cycle of busyness yeah. and harriedness so that you can think before you respond. Yeah. That's good. That I feel like, you know, when I was when I was a kid, I don't know that I was really and maybe you wouldn't be as a mm-hmm. child, but it's like I wasn't really conscious of making responsible decisions Mm. um and so as we think about you know with frenzy like explaining this to kids I think also and also explaining it to adults like how do you explain to kids right now who are feeling the pressure from whether it's their parents or other peers to respond I know a lot of particularly for you know the um the Gen Z, you know, they're very empathetic and they feel called to respond in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in that you can become reactionary. So how do you explain to them like, and this isn't like a, maybe we can figure this out together of explaining to them the importance of responsible decision-making and being patient. Mm-hmm. because sometimes those things can seem like, well, if I wait and make a decision, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. How long is too long mm-hmm. in, in that? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually what's interesting about that question is it ties in with one of the key foundational tools that we teach in mm-hmm. volume one of frenzy. <laughs> and it's the idea of halt. It's the acronym yeah. HALT. Yeah. And so again, we're really building the muscle for them to practice self-awareness, to understand what they're feeling, um, big emotions when they come up, um, to pause before they make a decision. Mm-hmm. And HALT is the acronym because obviously what does HALT mean? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Stop what yeah. you're doing. Um, and ask yourself some questions. Am I hungry? Why am I hungry? Okay, maybe I need to eat a Snickers. Am I hangry? (laughs) Um, 
am I angry? Angry is a, is another word for, am I emotional? Cause yeah. it's never a good, good decision. Cause I think we, we have a lot of reactions versus yeah. responses when yeah. we're uh, functioning off of our emotions. Yeah. Am I lonely? Am I functioning in yeah. a place of isolation or do I have people around me that can offer wisdom and support in helping me make the best possible decision in this circumstance? Yeah. And then the last one is the T for tired. Am I tired? Yeah. Am I tired? Am I worn out? Am I coming unraveled? Am I at the end of myself? Because we Hello. We're talking about students, but really yes. is speaking to me yes. and you. Yes. When we're tired, yes. you don't get the best yeah. out of us, which is why we need to have balance yeah. and boundaries and pay attention to our limits. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's so good because, you know, we're in we're in this season and not to be a Debbie Downer, but you know, we're in we're in 2021. We're still in a pandemic. We're still living in a world where racism and sexism and all the isms exist, Mm -hmm. where climate change is happening, you know, where there's so many things that have happened. And I think that in this time where it seems like there's one thing after another, crisis after crisis, whether it's a weather crisis, it's a, it's a pandemic, it's someone we know has, has either been killed or has died from coronavirus. Yeah. There's always something. And so thinking about halt, I mean, mm. I feel like all of us in this season have probably made a decision <laughs> based, mm. based yeah. out of that place yeah. of being hungry of being angry or having some other emotion. Like I struggle with anxiety. I've made several decisions based out of my anxiety instead of out of a place of peace and calm. So even just thinking about that, and I'm not saying that to shame anyone, but just saying that to remind us that in this season, I think we have to be more mindful. Yeah. To yes. be able to make responsible decisions. Preach it, Ash. Well, That's I'm, a good I word. I mean, you brought it up. I'm preaching to myself. I'm I like, because sometimes you forget. You think about all the things in the world going on. And until you said that, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, I have to be extra mindful mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm not functioning out of that place. Yeah. Out of that reactionary place. Yeah. Instead of that place of response. important to remember that we need to validate our emotions because there are things that are happening that are devastating challenging Mm -hmm. hard heartbreaking overwhelming anxiety provoking and so I think it's important to validate those emotions be aware Mm -hmm. of those emotions as they come up let them be those warning lights on the dashboard so that we can manage them appropriately Mm -hmm and make responsible decisions and engage our critical thinking and self-discipline in the process of doing that because mm-hmm. we want to we want to make wise decisions and and actually I think it'd be fun to unpack with you a yeah. passage that highlights responsible decision making yeah, in scripture it. so yeah there yeah. can't possibly be a passage in scripture that highlights uh, responsible decision making. Everybody in the Bible is super irresponsible uh, except for Jesus. Uh-huh. I'm not even going to go into the narrative. I was just picking out of Colossians, Colossians Ooh. 3, mm-hmm. 8, 
And then contrasting that to Colossians 3, 12. And so if you were to open up the scriptures to, again, Colossians. I feel like Joy is teaching me a class right chapter now. Chapter 3. I'm, I'm going to have to open. Hold on. I'm gonna, hold on. Hold on. Let, let me turn my um, electronic pages. Yeah. Let me turn my electronic pages to Colossians. 3, chapter 3. Third chapter. Three, chapter three. If you guys are at home and you're listening, this is a good time for you to also grab your Bible. Open her up to yep. Colossians 3, verse 8. Take it away, Ashley. What are we supposed to take off? Because again, yeah. this is this whole idea of this what do we good. put on? This is good. What do we Ooh. take off? Oh, yeah. But now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, Malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Oh, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, Come which on, is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, did you want me to keep on reading? Yeah, I wanted you only yeah. to read verse 8 and 12. Oh, wow. But you oh, read all on. that in the middle. Well, look, all of you need to know. All of you need to know. So verse 12 says this. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Yeah. And verse 13, That's bear good. with each other. And so again, it's that contrast that you see. This is yeah. the responsible decision-making point part. We're to get rid of anger, rage, malice. We can't cuss like mm. a sailor. <sighs> You know, no lying, cheating, like all these Dang things. It. I know. But what are we supposed to replace it with? So mm-hmm. scripture is clear in order to make a responsible decision. Sometimes we remove components and other times we put them on. And what are we supposed to put on? Mm-hmm. Compassion, mm-hmm. kindness, humility, gentleness. And there's your word patience. Look patience. at that. Ugh. Yeah. That's so good to have to have that reminder. And it's also one of those things of like, again, it takes work, mm-hmm. takes work. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we've been empowered by the Holy Spirit to be able to do the work. Thank goodness, because without the spirit, it would not be possible. Oh, yeah. Um, but but yeah, it takes work to really work through these things. And just like you were saying, to identify, going back to what you said about acknowledging what you're feeling because you can't get rid of something you don't acknowledge. Mm-hmm. So acknowledging that you're feeling angry, acknowledging that you slandered someone, mm-hmm. repenting of those things, stepping out of those things and into something new mm-hmm. is essential yeah. to this. And to piggyback on that, how does that affect you individually, but how yeah. does it affect your community? And so mm-hmm. really recognizing, can you think of some choices that you have made that have had a ripple effect, a long-term ripple effect. Like we, we see these choices being made that are still being lived out and lived into today. And Mm -hmm. so the choices we're making today are, are literally going to affect the generation that comes behind us. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost with some heaviness that 
we have this responsibility to make wise decisions and wise choices because there are long-term ramifications. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and we're in this moment where there's a lot of tension around the decisions that are being made or not being made. And I think we need to halt and really press in to what is the right decision? What is the responsible decision to make? That's really good, Joy. I mean, I'm I'm certain that I haven't always made the right decisions. <laughs> I think I'm almost certain that I haven't. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm trying to think of examples. I've probably just blocked them out. But as you were, were talking, I mean, I've been really wrestling with just this question. I don't know if you guys know this. Maybe we mentioned it on the very first episode, but I am uh, the local and global outreach pastor at Cedar Mill Bible Church, a local church here in Portland, Oregon. And as I think about missions and preparing missions to go into the future, I've been asking myself the question, what are we leaving for the next generation? How do we engage the next Mm -hmm. generation? Mm -hmm. And when I, when I think about, you know, just our churches and our communities and our schools, sometimes I feel like, are we making things harder for them Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that they clean up the mess? Or are we leaving things in good working order Mm -hmm. for them? Mm -hmm. And I I think that's the question we need to ask ourselves as far as, because when we talk about this, you know, one of the questions that we're going to talk about is, you know, the effects, just like we were saying, the effects of, lack of responsible decision-making or good decisions on our churches, our communities, our schools, you know, everything we're doing right now as adults that have Mm -hmm. this power that Mm -hmm. is being stewarded has the power to breathe life into Mm -hmm. communities or suck the air right out of the communities. And, and it is serious. It's that serious right now. And so I, I think asking ourselves these questions and unselfishly answering them because if we get this wrong we're going to leave behind a mess Mm -hmm. for the next generation what's interesting is you've just touched on there's like actually a five step process that we teach on how to make responsible decisions Mm -hmm. so we could unpack that and i could give you the five keys to responsible decision making but i do want to say that when I talked about there being a weight and a heaviness, like why am I reading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown? Because I'm carrying the weight of how do I lead this organization, Mm -hmm. Joy of It Frenzy, Mm -hmm. in this season? And it requires making responsible decision-making. And so pausing to invest in the leadership team to halt Mm -hmm. and to identify processes and to identify what are our core values and are we living into those core values and how do we lead in a way that is effective and responsible Mm. for leaving the legacy that we hope to leave behind us Mm. like how I will be remembered as a leader as an organization what we will be able to accomplish it's not just for this season it's not just for a paycheck it it literally is going to have this long-term ripple effect for generations to come. And that feels heavy and so heavy. You got that going on at Cedar mill. You got, you know, just the weight of that. Yeah. Carrie. Yeah. It's, it's so heavy, but it's a good, you know, to be able to, to be able to ask that question and to steward well, and to be able to just think wisely I mean, about it is, is a, is a privilege because we do in this time have, 
have just the ability to be great change agents, Mm -hmm. which is exciting, but it also feels Mm -hmm. weighty. Yeah. We have to be able to look ahead. Yeah. So when you look at these five steps and I'm, I'm thinking of this lesson that we do inside of a frenzy and it actually involves responsible decision-making involves storytelling. So like you have to like, basically you have to visualize the future so that you can kind of unpack the steps. And so when you look at the five steps of problem solving so that you can make responsible decisions, you have to identify the problem. Mm. You have to analyze the solution. You have to brainstorm. This is the third brainstorm the solution so that you can solve the problem. And then the fourth step is you have to consider ethical responsibility And then the fifth step, which you were talking about already, is to evaluate and reflect what's working, what's Mm. not working. How how would I change that? Because once you make one decision, it it impacts decisions that will come behind it. Um, And so the exercise we have for the students is we have this picture, interestingly, of a boat inside the lesson. And it's stranded on this little island in the middle of this lake. And we ask the question, um, we ask students to identify what is the problem. And at the same time, identify a solution and then to brainstorm how their actions are actually going to solve the problem and what impact is that going to have on the other people around them and then reflect. So we have them literally write out the story just by looking at the stranded Mm. boat on this island in the middle of this lake and again, identify the problem and then also be able to come up with a solution because that's what responsible decision making Mm -hmm. is. It keeps us from getting stuck and it's able to forecast how our actions are going to change not only our own lives, but also the lives of people around us. Yeah. What did you call that again? The T wheel? Did I just make that up? You made that up. (laughs) Or sometimes learning words. Sometimes I just make things up if I don't. I like it. T wheel. What did you, it makes no sense. It makes zero sense. What? What? What did you call? What did you call those five things? You had a name. I don't know. They're just the five steps to responsible decision making, and this is basically a decision making checklist. A decision making that doesn't sound nearly as much fun as a T wheel. I I don't know. Other than does a a wheel have five spokes on it, and we could call it a T wheel, and you could create a visual. I don't know. I like it. Look, where I've identified a problem and we're analyzing solutions but these steps are are solid so yeah. I, I i love just even being able to have kind of a, a process mm-hmm. to go through because sometimes you know my mind wonders you know when i'm thinking about a problem and there's no process to think through these things i'm just kind of all over the place mm-hmm. you know i can't map out things and so this kind of gives a way to think through kind yes. of kind of the steps of here's how i can make a responsible decision and there's no time frame right to right. it you think through the steps however long it takes you now if someone's dying on the side yes. of the street well, please don't yeah. Yeah. take too long yeah to make a good decision there mm-hmm. but you know it gives you a process to kind of go through those decisions. What's great about the process is it builds your muscle for identifying problems and identifying solution. And when you work through the process, it gives you confidence in the decision that you're making. Cause if you're just, you know, making it up on the fly, a lot of times you're going to second guess yourself, but if you can yeah. halt, 
work through this process of thinking intentionally about it, it increases the likelihood that you are going to be more confident in that decision and, and yeah. confident in the outcome of that decision. So can I ask you a question? I don't know the answer to this, but as we talk about like identifying problems, how do we accurately identify a problem? Because sometimes what I'm thinking of is a problem isn't really a problem. Okay, you're talking in circles. <laughs> you're talking me in circles. I know, I know. Uh, but, I'm, but I'm thinking, okay, so let's say trying to give a practical example. So I'm working on this missions thing yeah. at my church and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm trying to identify problems. Like this mm -hmm. is why this isn't working. Mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. But what if what I'm identifying as a problem, others don't necessarily see mm -hmm. as a problem. Mm -hmm. So then how do we get into a space of, like, is, is it just the data? Like, mm -hmm. where do we go from to kind of prove, mm -hmm. hey, this is a problem? Mm -hmm. Or for vice versa, somebody to tell me, well, you know, actually, yeah, this isn't a problem. Does that make sense? This is where it's getting good because now you're talking about team and collaboration because, you know, the third step is to brainstorm solutions, oh, which yeah, brainstorming means that you're yeah. actually with other people. Yeah. And this comes from the leadership work that we're doing inside of our team right now is that this is getting really practical is that when we start a meeting, we pause and we have everybody write on a piece of paper what the problem is. And so. Oh, yeah. And then. We each have to, and then we come back together after two minutes, five minutes, however long it takes for us to write it down on the piece of paper. And then we all read the problem. And what we realize, we're not even talking about the same thing. So mm. it allows us to sync up and agree on what the problem is mm -hmm. so that we can collectively work towards a shared solution or a collective solution. Mm. Um, and obviously when it's just you, you're going through this process alone, but when you're functioning as a team, mm -hmm. you, what you're highlighting, Ashley is really important. We need to agree on the problem so that we can then agree to work towards a collective solution. Uh Oh, and now you've made me sad. <laughs> uh Oh yeah. Because we're, <laughs> we're living, we're living in this oh. climate where it's like, um, we can't agree on the problem, which means we're not going to agree on the solution. Okay. So what do we, well, that's the end of the episode. Let's, yeah. let's wrap it up. Sorry, people. <laughs> Left you on a down note. <laughs> well, <laughs> Ashley, actually you have the answers to this because we've actually had yeah. this conversation before on how to have hard conversations oh, yeah. yep. and uh, practicing perspective taking yeah seeking to understand, like these are all, again, EQ yeah. skills yeah. that are necessary in for order for us to yeah. work through problems and find collective long-term yeah. solutions. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, even, even thinking about that, I think there are, there are things that we all agree on, of mm -hmm. course, you know, I think it's the, the methodologies maybe that we get caught up on that cause disagreement. But, you know, if I were to say to anyone, you know, are, are people hurting? There, no one's going to say, no, they're not. Yeah. Are, are people dying? You know, are our kids, you know, are, are schools 
really helping our kids to learn and grow and to be better. You know, so there's some of these things. It is how we talk about them I think that really helps people um and myself to actually come to an agreement Mm -hmm. and then it's working like you were saying to the solution we've agreed on the problem yeah but now you know we can work out the solution instead of getting stuck on the solution before we've even agreed on what the problem is right that's a really important part of the process especially when we're working in the context of community. And the reality is, is we're never going to have full agreement on anything. I mean, even if you and I said our favorite color was red, which we actually both said today, your definition of red may be slightly different. Oh, good point. And so we're never going to have full agreement. And so I think that's okay. I think each of us individually need to work on building our own muscle of responsible decision-making, which always, always, always includes considering the needs of others oh. and considering the perspective of others and considering how my choices and decisions are going to impact those around me. And as believers, this is central. I was just about to say that sounds really biblical. I know. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, that whole thing about the self-interest of others. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is really hard. And to be frank, we're not doing a very good job of that no. right now. No, we're not. Yeah. yeah, we're not doing a very good job of that right now. And I, I think that that is like, what does it look like when we break it down to get really practical? And you did. Those five steps are really practical of helping us make responsible decision making. But what does it what does it look like to love your neighbor in this season? Just just practically responsible decisions to love your neighbor in in this season what does that look like I think the number one thing for me I'm speaking personally and based on my experience is to look at our collective identity to look at how my life and my decision impacts others and it's not just about me it's Mm -hmm. about the community that God's placed me in, the people that God's called me to love. I mean, when we look at our greatest commandment, what are we to do? We're to love God Mm -hmm. and to love people. And loving people means that I need to be considerate of their needs and I need to make decisions that not only benefit myself, Mm -hmm. but benefit those around me. And it's really hard because so much is going on. We have reactionary responses. We have habits and patterns that... We, and there are some really deep topics and relevant topics that are happening right now that, that we could unpack and and practice this on. But those are, it's, but I think the number one thing is to think about the community that we're in, to have a community Mm -hmm. mindset, to have a we mindset instead of a me Mm -hmm. mindset. And so that's something we teach inside of Frenzy actually a lot is, am I going to think about me or am I going to think about we? Yeah. And I think we is a really critical place to start. Yeah, I, I agree. And some, some cultures and communities are better Mm -hmm. at thinking collectively more so than, than our westernized, Americanized individualistic you know it's it's all about you and what you want you know it's Mm -hmm. kind of like the burger king mentality Mm -hmm. you have it your way 
when in actuality, your way may not be the right way for everyone. Um, And so to love your neighbor from a biblical standpoint, it does require sacrifice. You may not be able to get what you want. I mean, I, I'm not going to say you, me. There's a level of pain involved in actually humbling ourselves to say, okay, I'm not going to do that because that's not the best for my community. Yeah. That's not the best for my church. That's not the best for my family. So, no, I don't need to do that right right now. Right. And that's really hard. It is really hard. It's it is really hard because it's not ingrained in how we engage. Brandon, Mm -hmm. my um, youngest son is who's 20 years old, Mm -hmm. is living in Thailand Mm -hmm. right now. He's uh, studying abroad, even in the midst of covid. He's had the opportunity to go over. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that is interesting, and, and Ashley, this is your point, that Thai culture has a collective mindset. And so when he's getting dressed to go to class, he was saying that his clothing isn't about him. Mm. It's actually about how he fits into the culture and yeah. it's a sign of respect. And so when he's they don't even think of dressing or style, like our style is individualistic here mm. in America. Like I'm, I'm dressing cause this is a statement of who I am and it's mm-hmm. a f- reflection of who I am. But in Thai culture, what you wear is a reflection of your community. And I, mm. when he was telling me that wow. I'm like, Whoa. So, I mean, it runs deep. I think that in individualistic bent in American culture and white culture mm-hmm. is really strong. And mm-hmm. I think it doesn't come naturally to have a we mindset, but yeah. you get into like the Thai culture and it's just an extension of how they function and, and live. And so it's not even a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. You, you make a really, wow, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I think, I think that some of that is true in, in black American culture and Hispanic American culture as well as like, you know, there are things where you think of the collective because the collective is actually in your home yeah with, with you, you know, it's yeah. not just about you and your family and your 2.5 kids. It is about the all around community, but Americanism has started to infiltrate that mm-hmm. as our, you know, culture is more focused on, making more money and how do I get to this level of fame and status? And it doesn't matter who I have to leave behind to do it. But as long as I'm there, everybody else can kind of fend for themselves. And, and in the, the state of crisis that we're in now, we can really see how our mentality to protect self and our own mm-hmm. has really been affecting just the world. Yeah. 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 It's quite sad. It's weighty. It's definitely weighty. It's very weighty. Can you fix it? Fix it. Thank you. I can't. I can't. She's going to fix it, everyone. I do think that that responsible decision making is a superpower. I think. Wow. Yeah. It really is. Mm -hmm. And that's really encouraging because all of us have the ability to have that superpower. Yeah. It's actually attainable. We can grow in it, build that muscle. We can, yeah. change, we can change the world. We can change the world. Yeah. Together. Together. Not individually. Sure. Yeah. But together. Yeah. Gosh, this got me fired up. <laughs> I'm going to go make a responsible decision. 
you trying, do it. I'm trying to think about just on a daily basis. You know, we've been talking about this and in my mind the whole time I've been thinking like on a daily basis, what kind of responsible decisions do I make? Big or small. You know, mm-hmm. even when you get in a car, mm-hmm. do you choose to wear your seatbelt? Yeah. Do you choose not to text and drive? Hopefully you choose to do stop that. Stop at the stop sign. Do you choose to stop at the stop sign? You know, there's all these level of like big and small, like responsible decisions that we have to make. And some of them we don't even think about yep. anymore. They've become habits. Yeah. And wouldn't it be great if some of these like bigger things that we're talking about, like we just got to a place in the world where we're just always putting other people before ourselves. Yeah. We've done it so much mm-hmm. that now it's become a habit. And I don't mm-hmm. even think about it anymore. Yeah. That would be that would be amazing. Hashtag goals. Yeah. Yeah. Big um, goals. That would be goals. hashtag big I G. <laughs> real big. B- How about real big? Real big. Goals. Real big goals. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, we're about out of time. Yeah. Do you have any parting words for the people? Any encouraging words for the folks? Yeah. You can do it. You can know. Yes. You have it within you. We all have it within us. Yeah. To make responsible decisions. Yeah. And we have communities. You know, I think it's important. We've touched on this, that you don't have to make decisions alone or in isolation. I mean, when you're involved in a team, you're involved in a community, you can make responsible decisions together. And in fact, I feel like, you know, you might be more effective mm-hmm. because, if you do. Because you get to hear the perspectives of others yes. and you're not yeah. just looking at it through one lens or one perspective. Yeah. You actually have a more robust, you have all the data, you have more information to draw from yes yes i love it i love it and so you know we like to leave you every time we wrap up an episode we like to leave you with some homework and so i want i want joy to remind you of the five Mm -hmm. ways to make a responsible decision and really your homework is this week is to just read and and reflect over these things if you have a decision that you're trying to work through big or small use this tool to kind of help you Mm -hmm. and if you're listening let us know if it actually did help um you know email us let us know if it if it actually helped you um what worked why did it work um so joy what are those five things those five things i wish i had a drum roll yeah like like i wish i could do that with my i can't do my tongue (laughs) (laughs) okay that was all i got okay that's all i got i loved it okay number one identify the problem because sometimes you may be spinning your wheels and you haven't even identified what really is the problem that you're trying to solve with the solution or with the decision-making. So one, identify the problem Two, analyze the situation. This is like gathering all the facts. Do you have all the information? Be sure and halt in this place. Make sure you're not hangry, you know, Mm -hmm. angry, anxious, filled, lonely, tired, any of those things. So pause to analyze the situation is number two. Number three is brainstorm the solutions because often there's more than one answer. There may even be more than one responsible decision decision to make, but brainstorm the solutions that will solve the problem that you identified. Mm. Four, this is where you have the we 
mindset instead of the me mindset. So number four is consider ethical responsibility. Yeah. Meaning consider the needs of others along with your own is number four. And number five, this is where you just look back because we learn as we make Mm -hmm. decisions what went well, what didn't go well. Number five, evaluate and reflect what went well, what did not go well. And that's going to equip you to be confident in the decision that you made. And it's going to strengthen you and tool you up to make better decisions and and continue to make responsible decisions in the future. Yeah. Thank you, Joy. I love that. And also as Joy was talking, I was reminded of, you know, she pointed us to Colossians 3 earlier. Um, Reflect on Colossians 3, 8 and 3, 12 and and prayerfully discern. I'm going to do this of things that maybe you need to rid yourself of and welcome into your life in order to make better decisions, um, in order to love people well, in order to be the best you that God intended for you to be on this planet. Hey, we are so thankful that you joined us today. Thank you, Joy Roberts. I love, love, love you. I love you guys who are listening. We're so appreciative of you. Um, Continue to listen to us. You can find us on wherever you find your podcasts. Check out our websites, www.joyova.org or www.frenzy.co. And feel free to drop a comment after you listen to this and tell us what you think we love to get to know you more have an awesome day evening afternoon whenever you're listening and we will catch you on the next episode